Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. All right, guys, welcome back for another episode. Um, obviously, free agency is tonight. I'm sure most of you that are listening, free agency is already going on, but I'm recording this right before free agency, a little earlier than I usually do. I just thought, wait, I can uh, enjoy free agency. Uh, myself. Um, but no, I didn't make my free agency predictions yesterday. The one or two I would probably change is Jimmy Butler going to the Heat instead of the Rockets. Um, I kind of forgot about the Heat. Uh, I know, you know, I'm, technically I'm changing my prediction to the Heat. I mean, it seems pretty clear he's going there now. But if you guys want to still say my predi- my prediction at first was to the Rockets, that's totally fine. I did uh, change it when people ask me after, but Andy Angelo Russell sounds like he's going to the Timberwolves, but I'm not 100% sure, and that's why he stuck with my Lakers prediction there. You don't really know, but anyway, just going to be me today, and in today's episode, we are going to be going over every team in the league and what they should be looking to do, this free agency, and maybe a few trades in there for some of these teams, like what are their um, team needs, you know, uh, what players maybe they should go after, stuff like that. I think Thomas did something like this. I saw an episode came out. I didn't listen to it, so I'm not 100% sure. But he did something like this, I think. Uh, but I don't think it's exactly similar. So that's what we're going to be doing today. So let's get into it. All right, so basically how this is going to work is we are going to go um, conference by conference. So we're going to start with the Eastern Conference in alphabetical order. So the first two teams will be the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics. And if you guys know a while back, I said I wanted to do an off-season breakdown for every single team. But I started it too late. I started like three weeks before the draft, so there really wasn't enough time, and I gave up on it after the Celtics. But I give you guys an in-depth look on the Hawks and the Celtics, and I think we're mostly going to go over that, but I might add in a few more things, uh, starting with the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks have a very young roster, and it's pretty clear to me what they need. Veteran leadership, rim protection, and I think a little bit of depth. Um when I look at their team, I'm not really depth on the wing, more depth in the front court and back court. Uh, you know, technically, you know, the wing is front court and back court mixed, but I, I guess we're separating it as front court is like pure guards. Uh, I mean, front court is like pure big men, pure guards are um, back court and more wings are those kind of like, you know, shooters on the outside or, you know, you kind of get my point. Uh, and they really just need depth in their backcourt and front court, like point guard, center, power forward, and they need veteran leadership. Uh, there are really only two veterans were Dwayne Dedman and Vince Carter uh, this past season, uh, strong uh, leaders, if you will. And I think they got to aim to get those two guys back. Um you kind of look around the market, there's not a whole lot of veterans uh, out there, but those are two that they should look in signing back. Uh, and the rim protection. I mean, they not only do they need a center, but a rim-protecting center. And Dwayne Dedman, you should definitely look to get him back. And But the thing is, he's more of a shooting center. You know, he's like more of a pick-and-pop center. You know, it can help free up space for Trey Young. He can help stretch the floor. But they don't really. They shouldn't really be looking for another shooting center. I mean, if it worked out, like if they could get Al Horford, that would be perfect. But they really need a rim protecting center because the Hawks, in general, also let me add that more defense as well. Actually, that's debatable. I'd say really for defense, they just need a rim protector because on the wing, they now have Kevin Herter, they have DeAndre Hunter, they even have Cam Reddish if he can work out. So I feel like they're they're on the wing. They're all set. They're very young on the wing. They have great shooting on the wing. Good defense, good depth, all around they're good at wing. I just think they need a backup point guard and more depth in the front uh, front court, along with a new room-protecting center. Bring back Deadman to be your sixth or seventh man and be a good leader. That's perfect, but I think you could definitely upgrade at center in general and get more of a room-protector because that team, John Collins is not getting it done. John Collins, Dwayne Deadman, not a bad little duo in the front court for the Hawks, but defensively they're just not very good. Then we move on to the Celtics. Uh, well, they need a point guard. They are going to get Kemba Walker. Uh, and I also think they need a lot of front court help, as much as they can get. They just have no front court players. And you need to get rid of a wing player. So first point guard, you have Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, and Wanamaker if he signs back. Rozier, Kyrie Irving, they're out the door. It sounds like Kemba's coming in. So technically a point guard, 
it's technically a need, but you are going to get Kemba Walker. And then you have Carson Edwards and Tremont Waters, maybe Brad Wanamaker. Overall, that's okay. I like it because I think you have starting point guard, but I'm concerned about your backup point guard situation still. Tremont Waters, I'm not sure he can come in here and really do anything. He might be a G League player, I think, especially with four of these guys now. And um, Carson Edwards, the pick is overrated in my opinion. Carson Edwards put on a show at the NCAA tournament. Great shooter. He's a scoring point guard, but the guy is super small. Uh, he lacks playmaking abilities, not a good defender. So really, he's just a small scorer. He kind of reminds me of Isaiah Thomas, but this guy really just lacks all the other skills that you need as a point guard. He lacks size. He, which you don't need, but he lacks size, he lacks playmaking, lacks defensive ability. All he can really do is create his own shot and even shoot off ball. So that's kind of my concern there with uh, your backup point guard situation. I think the pick's overrated. I do think it's a good pick, but nonetheless, it's overrated. Um, and your front court, uh, you have you did pick Grant Williams, who is a nice player. Robert Williams, who I thought, you know, he's Robert Williams is nothing special. I think he has some good potential defensively, but again, nothing special. Uh, Marcus Morris could come back, but Morris is more of just a forward in general and a stretch for. I really want pure big men who are going to... You know, really, you know what I mean by pure big men rather than a stretch big? Because uh, I feel like you have so much shooting on that wing, and a stretch four is more in the wing category. You have Gershon Yabaselli, Daniel Tice. I mean, this is it. You don't really have a pure center because um, Aaron Baines is out the door, and Al Horford isn't coming back. You desperately need help in that front court. You're going to need a power forward. You might need to sign a center or two. You're going to need to get Daniel Tice back. I'll tell you that. Tice has to come back. Just so you can get someone. I'm not sure how many big men out there are really interested in coming here. I don't think you're, you're getting Nikola Vucevic. He sounds like he's gone to Orlando. Al Horford's not coming here. Boogie Cousins, I'm telling you, probably not coming here either. Um, let me look at some of these other centers. Brooke Lopez is a possibility, but again, he's a stretch big. I want a pure big here, uh, and especially good at defense. DeAndre Jordan wouldn't be a bad option, uh, but I'm not sure how much you want him. He would be good, solid in your pick-and-roll game, uh, especially the pick screen setting. Good rebounder, which you're going to need. Great rebounder, solid defender, so he wouldn't be a bad option. Maybe Willie Cauley-Stein, Ennis Cantor. I mean, that's kind of what we're looking at. So hopefully we can land one of those guys. But, again, I don't know. I think you need all the front court help you get. Uh, another point guard, which you're probably going to get in Kemba Walker anyway. I'd still be a little concerned about your backup point guard positions, but it's not the biggest worry. But then you need to unload one of these wings. You need front court help. You need a point guard. But you have too many wings. This team has Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Uh, if Marcus Morris comes back, he's kind of a wing as well. It's debatable, but I kind of consider him. Even Semi Ojale is due for a few minutes a night at least. So you now added Romeo Langford as well. So if you really want to develop Romeo Langford, uh, you might need to get rid of one of those wings. That's just too much. Uh, you need to unload one of them in the sense that maybe unload one of their contracts. Not all Those are mostly young guys, but that's the thing. You have a ton of wings looking for, to develop. Uh, Jalen Brown needs more touches than he got last season. Uh, Jason Tatum, more of a ball-dominant player. Gordon Hayward uh, seems like a pretty ball-dominant player as well. Now you're trying to get Romeo Langford into that mix. It's already a crowded um, wing, you know, your group of wings is already crowded enough. Now you're trying to develop Romeo Langford with them. I don't know. I just think you need to get rid of one of them. You could have just picked not Romeo Link. Didn't have to pick Romeo Linkford in the first place. Again, it's tough to choose. If I had to choose one to get rid of, I would probably choose Gordon Hayward because if I could just get rid of one, uh, you know, Semi Oshley is probably the worst out of the ones that I named. But the thing about Gordon Hayward is that awful contract. But again, he does bring you some leadership. He's a guy Brad Stevens really likes and trusts. And Gordon Hayward couldn't come back this season and be a solid player for you. But at the same time, he'd never be worth the money he's getting again. And it would be uh, very helpful to unload that contract. Uh, but it's going to be hard to do. But there are some buyers potentially out on the market for Gordon Hayward. Now we'll move on to the Brooklyn Nets. It's pretty clear here. Just get some star star guys. 
go after star guys. The Brooklyn Nets can and will. That's really all they're going to. That's all they need to do. I feel like they're a pretty deep team. I think they could get a little hope on the wing, but if they sign Kevin Durant, I mean, I know he'll be hurt, but come on. I mean, they have to go over after two star guys. That's really about it, whether it's Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, whether it's re-signing it, you know, getting Tobias Harris, if that's kind of last resort, uh, and if you need to blow it up, uh, D'Angelo Russell again, if you consider him that. But I'm kind of looking at those types of names because uh, now that you're getting rid of D'Angelo Russell, you're going all in, you're getting Kyrie, you're getting KD, you know, hopefully uh, KD's making his decision tonight. Very intrigued to see uh, how that goes down. And Kyrie's pretty much a done deal to Brooklyn. Although I said, you know, let's slow down a little bit on that. You never know. Uh, that's just one that's kind of creeping up on me. I don't know why. But they had a great season last year. Just get two-star free agents. The Charlotte Hornets... I don't really know. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets just need any real young help they can get, or any help they can get. Now, the thing with the Charlotte Hornets is they're going to try to go into tanking mode. Kemba Walker is gone. It would be helpful if you could get him back, but here's the thing about Kemba Walker. If you keep Kemba Walker, your team is now just stuck. With Kemba Walker, your team is, you know, not good enough to make the playoffs, but they're like a 9 or 10 seed, so their lottery odds are low, and they just missed the playoffs, so they're like stuck. They're not rebuilding, they're not tanking, but at the same time, they're not really contending either. And they're not even making the playoffs, basically. Kemba Walker could just bring them to like a 9 or a 10 seed, and they just fall short, but then they don't have any good lottery odds either. You like Kemba Walk, all of a sudden that's going to free up cap space, which, you know, I don't know who you're really going to get, but you're... Cap space situation isn't great there. You got like Nicholas Batum's contract, you know, uh, Marvin Williams' contract. So that no, I don't think that's the big deal. But the problem is with Kemba Walker, you're just irrelevant. You're not tanking or rebuilding, but you're not contending either. You're just stuck. Now with Kemba gone, you can just tank. You can, you know, get like a Terry Rozier all of a sudden, a younger point guard. I'd rather have Kemba than Terry Rozier. But now all of a sudden you can kind of get that next guy up, try to find that next guy, free up some cap space, and go into tanking mode is the most important part. Then there's the Chicago Bulls. Um, they need, I think, depth kind of all around, especially on the wing. Um, and at center, I think with Wendell Carter Jr., you have Robin Lopez, but I don't want to talk about that. I think you just need a, a veteran big man who can give you some depth, who can step up, because that's a young team. I think you need a few veterans, really. Uh, that's that's really what they need. Point guard, most likely a veteran as well, a veteran to run that offense. I know you have Kobe White and Chris Dunn, uh, even Ryan Articiacono is more of a shooting guard, but... Um, but those are just a young backcourt, even with Zach Levine. You know, you want a, more of a veteran, I think, in that backcourt. Add a veteran to that backcourt. You know, someone who can teach those young guys a few things, can run the offense, be a smart guy to run the offense. A veteran big man to help step up when Wendell Carter's injured, which seems to be a lot, and just give you some depth and more depth on the wing in, in general. They don't really – they're pretty thin in the wing, wing position. So mostly just veteran depth guys is what the Bulls need. They're, uh, you know, they're developing. Markinen, Levine, Carter, even Otto Porter Jr., Kobe White, even Chris Dunn. I mean, they, they got a young team. They just need to let those guys develop and add a little veteran depth. Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, everything but backcourt, really. They drafted too much in the backcourt. You have Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Jordan Clarkson, Kevin Porter Jr. Even got Dylan Windler now, Seti Osman. So really, your key guys are all small forward and below. That, that's just basically it. And then in your front court, you have Tristan Thompson and... That's about it, and it's really what it seems like. And Tristan Thompson, I mean, at this point, he's really only a rebounding big. You just need help in that front court desperately. But no backcourt, guys. If you want to sign a forward, like someone who can play power forward and small forward, I give you the thumbs up to go. Try to go get a center. Try to go get front court help. Between small forward, mostly, you know, mostly small forwards who can play power forward as well, power forwards or centers, that's what you should ideally be looking at. Don't add any more guards. You're already loaded there. You already have enough. No more. The Detroit Pistons, uh, they need 
they need a few things. I'd say they need some wing scoring, some wing players in general. Really only they have Luke Kennard and Bruce Brown was starting on their wing. So they did add Tony Snell, but I don't really, you know, Tony Snell, I mean, last season he's pretty disappointing with the Bucks. I'm not sure how much he really brings to the table. Just get some shooting on that wing, some guys that can score, play a little defense. I guess some 3 and D wings in a way, but even it doesn't have to be a 3 and D wing. Someone who can at least hold up their own on defense and can get buckets on the wing. That would be ideal. And you need a point guard. It can at least a solid backup point guard. Uh, Derek Rose is going. So Derek Rose is the perfect type of player that I'm talking about because the Pistons need a little bit of scoring. I mean, you got Blake Griffin who can do his fair share of scoring. But other than that, Andre Drummond's more of a defensive, rebounding type of guy who can still get you some points, but it's not his main attribute. Reggie Jackson averaged around 14 a night last year, so I assume around 12 a year, uh, 12 a night this year. You know, that's probably numbers probably going to go down, so you just don't have a lot of scoring. Luke Kennard's numbers will probably go up a little, but you need some scoring, and I think Derrick Rose brings that. Derrick Rose, that's probably his main attribute at this point of his career. He could be a very solid backup point guard. That's what I'm talking about. Derrick Rose, one of the better backup point guards when he's healthy that you can ask for, and he gives you that scoring you need. So wing scoring can bring a little bit of defense and a good backup point guard like Derrick Rose, which is probably coming. So I give you the thumbs up on that. Indiana Pacers, uh, they need a point guard. Darren Collison retired. He was a free agent anyway. They just have no one at point guard anymore. Um, they are going to need somebody on the wing. Uh, if they get Boyan Bogdanovich, they're good. Uh, and a little bit of front court depth, maybe. Um, which I just think behind Miles Turner, Thaddeus Young, DeMontis Sabonis, which is a good trio there. Outside of that, you really only have three guys running your front court. Uh, and even depth at guard, I'd say. Because outside of Victor Oladipo at this point, they really don't have anything. So there are a few things the Pacers could do. I, I look at like Ricky Rubio um, to be a their main target um, in free agency. I think Ricky Rubio has improved his three ball a little bit. He can be a general on the court, which is an up and down because I think Victor Oladipo has done a solid job of running the offense. He's I'd say he's more of just ball dominant in a way. Uh, he likes the ball in his hands and create shot with his hands. I think you need more of a point guard that can, you know, take over the offensive duties, but is okay with giving the ball to Oladipo and letting him do it at times and being able to shoot. And Ricky Rubio isn't a horrible shooter, but he's not a great one either. And I think Ricky Rubio needs the ball in his hands a little too much. Rubio does add to that defensive success though. So if Victor Oladipo isn't there for the beginning of the season, or he's still kind of banged up and not the same when he comes back, Ricky Rubio is a good option, but if Victor Oladipo is the same, I have a little bit of questions. One ball to go around. I know Ricky Rubio and Victor Oladipo. Like Ricky Rubio, I just think he's more of an on-ball player than off-ball. Uh, and then again, on the wing, if you get Boyan Bogdanovich, you're all good. On, you're all set on the wing. But in the front court, I just think you need to add one more guy to that trio, especially because uh, Sabonis. I think no, Sabonis isn't a free agent. I don't think, but Thaddeus Young is. So if Young all of a sudden walks, now you're left with two guys, and you desperately need front court depth. Uh, the Miami Heat are an interesting one. Uh, one is go get Jimmy Butler. Uh, I believe Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Butler would have to be a sign and trade, which would probably mean you get to unload one of your bad contracts, which is great. You get Jimmy Butler, uh, who will help, definitely help your team, and you probably get to get rid of your bad contract in the process because really all their contracts are bad. It's not like you're getting rid of a guy worth his money. You're not. Uh, so yeah, I think they could use some scoring in general, a real bucket getter. They don't really have a main scorer on the Miami Heat. Uh, I think they're all set at point guard. I think Justice Winslow is their young point guard for the future. Uh, and overall, I look at it maybe a power forward. Kelly Olynyk not really getting the job done. Uh, so I look at it and say a power forward, a bucket getter. Jimmy Butler is the perfect piece for that because he gives you defense as well, which Miami Heat could use a little defense. They're not horribly on defense, but they could use a little bit of defense, but just a bucket getter in general. They don't really have one, and they don't really have a main scorer. So I think Jimmy Butler would you know, fit in nicely there because he's not taking anyone's role of the main scorer because they just need one. They don't have one yet. So, and he gives them a little bit of defense, a little bit of shooting, which they need as well. So Jimmy Butler will be a great fit there. Plus they're going to unload one of those bad contracts. 
in the process. All right, so now we got the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are a tough one. They don't really need need much. Nikola Mirotic is going to Barcelona. We already know Chris Middleton is probably coming back, which means Malcolm Brogdon probably isn't coming back. And most of us believe Brooke Lopez is coming back. So, yeah, we all know Nikola Mirotic is gone. It's pretty much a done deal. Chris Middleton's coming back. And due to that, it's pretty much a done deal. Malcolm Brogdon won't be a Buck next year. And about 85% of us believe Brooke Lopez is returning to Milwaukee. So, I think that's not bad. You know, Brogdon versus Middleton is a bigger debate than you'd think because Brogdon can do more than Chris Middleton can. He's younger. Uh, the thing about Brogdon is I think he's going to go to the Pacers personally. Uh, that's I should have talked about him. But between Chris Middleton and Malcolm Brogdon, Chris Middleton overall right now is probably the better player. But in the long road, in the long term, uh, Malcolm Brogdon is probably a little bit better of the answer, you know, looking five years ahead. It's debatable, though. I think I'd keep Chris Middleton, uh, but that is debatable because Malcolm Brogdon's worth a little less money. He can do a little more, and he's younger. It's a tough, tough one, so I don't know, but they're already deep enough. They already have a good roster. They have some flaws. They could use a little more depth. I think they could use a pure big man as well, just a pure big man off the bench. If Brooke Lopez isn't getting the job done, you know, you just need that pure big man. I think they should look for that. You know, Nicole Mirtich and Malcolm Brogdon are gone, which means that's going to free up two roster spots right there. So I think spend, you know, get a, get just a pure big man. So that way, if Brooke Lopez isn't really getting the job done, if they're, you know, feeding the ball down low, you don't really have anyone to, to cover the post, you can bring him in. That would be good. That would be nice. Uh, then the New York Knicks, star free agents. I mean, that's that's easy. Uh, you know, kind of like the Nets, just big-time free agents. They've centered their whole year, you know, for this period, free agency. Um, you look at it, they made the Kristaps trade. They gave up, really, their really only hope, Kristaps Porzingis, and gave him away in to free up cap space in hopes that they would land a Kevin Durant or a Kyrie Irving or even a Jimmy Butler in free agency. It doesn't sound like they will, uh, though. You look at some of the top options. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. There is a chance they still go to New York, but right now it sounds like Kyrie's going to the Nets, which means I'm not sure how likely it will be that Katie goes to the Knicks. And if he cares up with Kawhi, I think it'll be with the Clippers. Don't get me wrong, Katie still could go to the Nets, but I mean the Knicks. But at this point, it would actually kind of surprise me a little bit. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked, but it would surprise me a little bit. And I'm shocked I'm saying this because if I told myself this four months ago, I'd be like, how stupid am I? But now things just change. You got Kemba Walker, he's done. But at this point, it sounds like they went from KD and Kyrie to DeMarcus Cousins and Julius Randle. DeMarcus Cousins, Julius Randle isn't bad. Now, all of a sudden, you have a very good front court. Julius Randle is a great young player. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, I still think, is a solid player despite his season last season with the Warriors. You know, he's got injury problems. But Julius Randle and DeMarcus Cousins are on no level of what you expected four months ago with KD and Kyrie. So I, I, I consider DeMarcus Cousins and Julius Randle a loss for the New York Knicks because of what they expected and trading Kristaps Porzingis for this. You didn't trade Kristaps Porzingis to get Boogie Cousins and Julius Randle. You traded him to get Kyrie Irving, KD, a Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler. That's what you traded him for, not this. So we'll see what happens. The Orlando Magic uh, point guard, point guards one, DJ Augustine uh, really isn't, um, really isn't, I don't know what to say, but he's not the player looking for to start at point guard. Okay, and sorry to interrupt you guys, but uh, speaking of the Knicks, uh, uh, they they just struck out badly. Uh, Katie is going to the Nets. Uh, I predicted this yesterday. I literally predicted Kyrie, Katie, and DeAndre Jordan will go to the Nets. Who predicted DeAndre Jordan but me? Along with Katie and Kyrie to the Nets. So I'm pretty proud of that. But I just found out. So I didn't know. An hour ago, I heard he'd announce his decision tonight. But I thought he'd announce it after 6. Everything is going on before 6. I expected... I expected him to announce this after 6. Like, I expected maybe 7, 8 o'clock tonight. At earliest, he'd announce it. I didn't know he was announcing it at 5. 
Apparently, this is per Woj, so I don't even know if he's announced it, because I was here doing the podcast with you guys, and then I just checked my phone. See, he's signed with the Nets. I knew, you know, Kyrie's basically already locked to go to the Nets, but I didn't know, you know, I thought KD was going to the Nets, so it's not a huge shock to me. I know this is huge news, but I wanted to see that. Back, like, four years ago or whatever, when he signed with the, the Warriors, I wasn't as big of an NBA fan then, but I was still a pretty big one. Uh, I didn't know when he was announcing his decision, so all day I was like, oh, where's KD going? Where's KD going? I looked it up. It turns out he made his decision eight hours ago, so this is the second time I've missed it. Uh, I, I I don't know what to say. I knew this was going to happen. Sour for Knicks fans. We'll get to all of that. Obviously, my whole free agency prediction tomorrow. I'm just going over what these teams should do today. But, wow, I can't believe I missed that. I wanted to see that live. Uh, but whatever. Uh, moving on with the Magic. That's tough. And uh, now we're talking about the Orlando Magic. Uh, but anyway, I'm doing what I uh, said I'd do. So, uh, again, a point guard. DJ Augustine, a nice little player, good little shooter for that team. But, I mean, he's not your ideal point guard. I know they have Markel Fultz. I think Fultz, you know, has the potential to be great again. But you don't really know. They just need a point guard. Really, just need a point guard. They need, uh, they need some more wing players, especially some more wing shooters. I think getting Terrence Ross back will be key for them because they really need just more shooting outside of DJ Augustine. They don't have a lot, and Terrence Ross is more of a drive to the hoop guy, but he has developed a th- good three point shot. And get back Nikola Vucevic, and I think trying to uh, trade Mo Bamba in the process as well. You did, you're signing back Nikola Vucevic. You're getting Chumo Keki now. Mo Bamba's got to go. Mo Bamba's not going to develop well in your system. You know, first of all, your player development isn't very good. And second of all, you just drafted Chumo Keki and you have Nikola Vucevic here for the next four years. Mo Bamba won't do well with you. Try to move him now while you can get the most out of him. Just, just, just me, maybe. But that's what I think. Philadelphia 76ers, they need 3 and D wings. Um, they need a backup center behind Joel Embiid because they don't have one. They did get Bruno Fernando. I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's what they got. He was a beast, but I'm not sure how immediate impact he'll make. And Joel is usually hurt at times of the year. And they need to choose between Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Okay, I don't think they can get both. They won't. Jimmy Butler's gone. Tobias Harris is like a 50-50 between uh, the 76ers and the Jazz in my eyes. But at this point, it's probably going to be Tobias Harris. But you had to choose one of the two. If you get both of them back, you have no more money to spend on depth. And all of a sudden, the 76ers team needs depth, okay? You need a little bit of depth. That goes for every single team. You can't spend all your money on star power on, you know, three or four players and then leave the rest of the roster basically minimum dollar deals. You just can't do that. I know today's NBA, you know, is about star power, but the Raptors showed it. You still need some depth. And honestly, depth won the Raptors. The depth beat star power this season. The Raptors had more depth. The Warriors had more star power. But in the end, the Raptors won. Just saying. 76ers need some depth, some 3 and D wings uh, to pair along outside with ben, on the outside with Ben Simmons. I think they need more shooting than they do defense because Ben Simmons is a good defender, so is Joel Embiid. That's kind of what Tobias Harris and J.J. Redick bring. I think they will get Redick and Tobias Harris back. Uh, but, again, also Boban, not a bad backup center, but he's not on the team, so that's what I'm talking about. If you get Boban back, that, that's all right. I think that's all right. Uh, Toronto Raptors. Really, all they need is to get Kawhi back. Uh, the, the Raptors made the best pitch possible towards Kawhi Leonard. They said, you know, we went out there and traded for you a season ago, and I know you told us, listen, I don't want to come back, but I feel we made a great pitch for you, Kawhi. We handled your injury very, very well, um, and overall, we did a lot for you. You know, we built the whole team around you. Again, we had a very good coaching staff this year. We had a very good team around you. You just won with us. We won a title, you know, with you here. And and it was your team. We handled your injury very well. The Toronto Raptors made the best pitch available towards Kawhi Leonard. If they miss out on him, that's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but I can't blame the Raptors. If the Raptors don't get Kawhi back, one, don't be surprised. Well, if one, the Raptors... And Raptors fans, don't be salty because Kawhi did tell you before you even traded for him, I don't want to go to Toronto. So that was your warning. that He's probably going to be a player rental. And if he leaves, also the fact that he brought you your uh, franchise's first ring, it's worth it. 
that trade is still worth it. Now you have the option to kind of blow things up if you want. You kind of have some options, but you just need to go after Kawhi. That should be your only real big concern. If you get Kawhi back, then we can talk guys like Danny Green. But for now, Kawhi Leonard's the main focus and really the only one. Um, Washington Wizards, uh, potential trades for Bradley Beal. Uh, you know, the guy's 26, 27 years old, I believe. Now, you think he's 26. His birthday was just the other day. So he's 26, I believe, or 27. Let me look it up real quick. Sorry for the typing. He is 26, so he just turned 26 years old. So, you know, his prime's right around the corner. It's in a year or two. You have John Wall's horrible contract. John Wall will never be the same, okay? John Wall's already exited his prime. He's constantly hurt. He has a horrible contract. You need to just look for young guys in general. Uh, I don't know. When I look at it, just mostly trades for Bradley Beal. I think you really do need a point guard because uh, Thomas Sanaransky is a free agent. John Wall is always hurt, so you're going to need a point guard. You're going to need some shooting because outside of Bradley Beal, they really don't have any shooting, uh, and he might be gone if you trade him. And depth in general, uh, you know, you need depth at point guard because Sanaransky was basically your starter, and you kind of just need depth all over the place, but I don't think that's the biggest need. Shop Bradley Beal, see if you can get a good offer for him, and just try to bring in youth. Youth, try to dump off bad contracts. John Wall, if you could dump that one off, that would be great. I doubt you will be able to, though. Uh, Try to get that Thomas Bryan as well. I think he's a nice little center for your team. So that wraps up the Eastern Conference. Again, I'm still digesting this Kevin Durant news. I know you guys are probably just sitting there like, yeah, we already knew. I nailed that prediction, though. I am just nailing my predictions. Uh, except for the Jimmy Butler one, which is debatable. D'Angelo Russell probably going to the T-Wolves, but whatever. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get all of them right. So now we are going to shift gears to the Western Conference. So let's get to that. All right, so for the Western Conference, we are going to start things off with the Denver Nuggets. Um, I mean, the Denver Nuggets won't really have a lot to do this offseason compared to basically almost every single team. Uh, they're a very deep team. I think they could use maybe a little depth in the front court, considering Paul Millsap is technically a free agent. Uh, but if Paul Millsap signs back, I think they're good, really, and he probably will, from what I've heard. Uh, backup point guard, since Isaiah Thomas is walking, they do have Monty Morris, but... Uh, you can look to expand on that a little, maybe. I really just, I don't know. I'm trying to find something to think, but as they get Paul Mills up, I think they're basically all set. Uh, Golden State Warriors, well, Kevin Durant is gone, so, you know, he's not really an option. Uh, Clay Thompson, you have to get Clay back. I know he's hurt, but you still need to offer him the max. He's so important to your team, it's not even funny. And now that Kevin Durant's gone, uh, yeah, Clay Thompson, I think you need depth. Because really, when you look at that Warriors starting five, death killed them. Because, you know, you had a, the KD injury, then Clay got hurt. So outside of, you know, those two, you have Steph, Draymond, Boogie, and then you don't really have much outside of that. I would look to get Kevin uh, Looney back. He's uh, looks like your center for the future. Um, I'd look to get Rudy Gay. I know you have Andre Iguodala, actually, too, but... I think Gay kind of brings the same uh, set as Andre Iguodala does, uh, same type of style. So, you know, I think if Iguodala is really starting to slow down, maybe Gay could be a little bit of an upgraded version. Well, you keep Iguodala as a great team leader at the same time. Uh, but, you know, kind of guys like that, maybe a little, you know, something on the wing because now the KD's gone. But look to be a little deeper this year because I think that's really what the killed the Warriors last this you know, in the NBA Finals was their depth uh, that really killed them. So, yeah, especially with Boogie, I don't think we'll come back. And uh, KD, now gone reportedly, look to become a little more deeper team uh, rather than just all-star power, in my opinion. That's what you do. And I don't really think any stars are really interested in going to Golden State, honestly. So, not that they're interested, but not top options. So, look to become a little more deeper. Uh, the Houston Rockets, uh, I think their biggest thing is shake up the roster in, if in the first place. Now that Jimmy Butler's, you should be glad you're not getting Jimmy Butler, but you need to shake up the roster, whether that's creating, trading Chris Paul or adding another star or becoming, just doing something, because this roster isn't working. You feel like you're one big move away from really contending again. 
one big move where you keep James Harden, whether trading Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, whether it's trading Chris Paul, you feel like you're that one big move. If you can make that one right big move away, if you, that made no sense. If you can make one big move and nail it, you could really be contending again for an NBA title. It does seem like everything's getting a little harder. It feels like there's a few more super teams now, and that the league is getting more competitive. It's, it's going to change just like that in these next few hours, I'm telling you. If you're an NBA fan, like, really, you got to stay tuned. But really, they need to really shake up the roster, uh, whether that explore trades. Um, and they also, the one big thing, though, just looking at their current roster, versatile wings. Trevor Ariza. Not being on the roster last year really killed them. A Trevor Ariza. They didn't have one. Ariza someone who has the capability to shoot the three ball, but really defensively. Uh, he gave them that versatility on the wing. Could really guard almost any wing in the league. And a lot of this, you know, there's a lot of good wings in the league. Jeez, that's a tongue twister. And Ariza still had the potential to shoot the three ball. Uh, he wasn't the best at it, but he could still do it and help spread the floor for James Harden. So that's what I look Make a big move this offseason. Uh, you know, don't force it, but obviously look to really make explore and make that big move and add a versatile wing or two. Uh, Los Angeles Clippers, a star free agent like Kawhi Leonard, uh, or at, try to add another one. Clay Thompson wouldn't be a bad option, but it doesn't sound like he's going there. But really, all eyes on Kawhi for the Clippers. I also try to go after Al Horford. I predicted Al Horford will go to the Clippers. Most people think the Mavericks or the Pelicans. The Nets are off the table now, but Jared Allen still on the roster, and DeAndre Jordan now. So, uh, But I say Al Horford, you know, a lot of people think the Pelicans and Mavericks, but I think Al Horford will go to the Clippers. Personally, I'm not sold on that, but they should go after Al Horford and Kawhi Leonard. They should also go after like Danny Green, but really they need to focus on stars. Uh, Al Horford would be a great second star to go along with Kawhi Leonard. That would be a very good offseason. The Tobias Harris trade would be totally worth it if they can get Kawhi Leonard and Al Horford. Uh, and if that pick works out, that Miami Heat pick. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers, depth, depth. Depth. Also, don't be stupid. Uh, if Kawhi Leonard is not, if Kawhi Leonard is not interested in signing with your team, you know what I say? Don't sign a big name. Spend, split up the money. Okay, split the money off. If uh, Kawhi is maybe the one exception, like if Kawhi says, you know what, I'm interested in coming to your team, you can spend all your money basically on Kawhi Leonard and basically spend everyone else the minimum. Even that is hard to say. I'm almost saying no to Kawhi Leonard. That's how important I think depth is. But if Kawhi Leonard's not interested in going to your team, which I think will go to the Clippers, but nonetheless, if he's not interested in going to your team, don't go out and sign D'Angelo Russell or someone like that. Don't. Don't do it. Spend your money on depth. Go out and get a, I don't know, go out and get Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo for some point guards. Go out and get a Danny Green, a good 3-and-D wing. J.J. Redick not really doesn't bring the defense, but get, gives you the shooting. Just go out and get depth. Get these 3 and D wing guys. Go out and get nice, reliable point guards. That type of thing. If Kawhi's not interested, don't spend all the money on one guy. Don't do it. Uh, I think LeBron and AD is a lot of star power. Even Kyle Kuzma added to the equation. Just go out and get some depth, some 3 and D wing guys to pair with LeBron and Anthony Davis and Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, everyone else. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies are an interesting one. I think they've had a very good offseason already. Made a good move uh, in the Mike Conley trade. Got John Morant. Stole Brandon Clark. Uh, so they've done a good job. Uh, once re-signed Jonas Valanciunas, which they basically already have done. Uh, but yeah, just go out and get him. I think they should be interested in Jordan Bell as well. Just personally, we uh, look for a little bit of depth. Just in general. A little bit of uh, veteran leadership. Kind of like the Hawks. They're not as desperate for it as the Hawks. But I think just look for some wings that can shoot. Because John Morant right now. I mean that wing spot. Your wings are already looking a little thin. You're looking a little thin at the wing spot. So look for a wing. And especially someone who can shoot. A shooter or two to pair with John Morant. Give yourself a backup point guard. In case John Morant's struggling a little bit. Just someone for a little bit of relief. You just need one general anyway. I look to also sign back Dylan Brooks. So just kind of moves like that. Little moves like that. That'll help your team in the long run. And help your team develop this year. Minnesota Timberwolves. They need a point guard. Um, they need some shooting as well. And they need a power forward. Um... 
Point guard is pretty simple. T Jeff Teague isn't bad. I mean, Derrick Rose is basically gone. They have Tyus Jones, who's a free agent. Jeff Teague is really the only one left. Jeff Teague is not a bad starting point guard, but you just need more depth there in general. Whether it is going out and getting someone who can be an upgrade over Jeff Teague, D'Angelo Russell, but if they don't get D'Angelo Russell, go for a nice, reliable backup behind Jeff Teague that could actually be like solid and maybe even have potential to take the starting spot. But I go after D'Angelo Russell, but if you can't get Russell, it's probably just going to be a nice, reliable backup. Shooting. This team really does not have a lot of shooting at all. Most of their wings are more defensive-minded. Uh, Robert Covington is a 3-and-D wing, but he struggled from three last year before his injury. Uh, Keita Bates, uh, not really a great shooter. Josh Okoji, uh, who I don't really like, but it's not that I hate him. It's just I don't. he's more of a defensive-minded guy, and they need a power forward. You traded Dario Sarge, clearly didn't like him. Taj Gibson is hitting the market this offseason. No guarantee you'll get him back, and even if you do, you still need a power forward. You just need front-court help in general because outside of Carl Anthony Towns, uh, you need a backup behind Carl Anthony Towns, and you need a starting power forward. If you get Tosh Gibson back, you're hopefully he's more of your backup. I just think they need front court depth in general outside of Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans really don't need a whole lot here. Uh, I I say a little bit of shooting could definitely go far away though. I know they got Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander Walker, but really when I look at that starting five, Lonzo Ball can't, can't shoot. Uh, Drew Holiday not a very good shooter. Brandon Ingram has no three ball. Zion, no. With Jackson Hayes, no. That starting five, you know, good defensive starting five. Definitely a very good defensive starting five. Uh, and overall, they're very good. But the main thing they're lacking is three-point shooting in today's era. So that's very tough. I'm not sure who would, you know, replace. Maybe you take Brandon Ingram off the bench as your sixth man. Like, if you can get a small forward, that upgrade over Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram has nice potential, but let him recover from his injury let him come off the bench and develop that way and go get buckets off the bench. Because I don't really think you, you need someone who's like a scorer like Brandon Ingram. You need more of a shooter. So I think that, that, that would be nice. If you could upgrade over Brandon Ingram, or not even upgrade, but you know, look for that shooter, a 3-and-D wing on the wing there for you, and put Brandon Ingram on the bench. I think that's actually okay. OKC Thunder. Um, they mostly need to look to free up some cap space in the first place. The Thunder are really stuck. I'd explore trades for anyone on the roster, really. I mean, it's hard to give Russell Westbrook, even a Paul George, but I just explore it. I don't really deeply think into it. I keep it really low-key. Uh so no rum rumors get leaked or anything, but I mean, I really shop anyone. I try to get out of this cap space problem. This team desperately, desperately needs shooting. Desperately, desperately, desperately. They could use a little help on defense as well, but they really need shooting. So 3 and D wings wouldn't be bad, but mostly focus on getting some shooting. They need depth in general, especially, 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 especially in that front court. You really need depth in your front court because outside of Steven Adams, you really don't have anything. Roberson's going to come back and give you your defense uh, that you've lacked a little bit, but he doesn't give you shooting. You desperately need shooting. You need to get out of this cap space situation. The Thunder are kind of in a, uh, some trouble. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, they need a point guard. That's for sure. They need a point guard in veteran uh, leadership. The two biggest things for me. The point guard position is just totally empty. I didn't mind D'Anthony Melton. Uh, you know, he's not bad, but he's no starter. I think his ceiling is like a sixth or seventh man, and he's only there for one season and got hurt. So you desperately need a point guard. If you get a D'Angelo Russell, I don't know how good of a fit he'd be, but you just need a point guard in general. And veteran leadership, I know you can't teach winning, but I think you could at least give it a shot with these veteran guys. The veteran guys could help lead these young guys in the right direction and help make it a little bit more of a winning culture because that's the thing with the Suns. They should have more wins than they really have. It's just they're super young and don't have any veterans uh, that can help them get that more winning culture. And uh, some more proven wings, uh, which is, you know, the other one's kind of iffy, but mostly just a point guard and some veteran leadership. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, uh, backcourt depth, I'd say, Uh some 3-and-D wings. I, I say 3-and-D wings. You think I obsess over 3-and-D wings. It's just there's so many in today's league, and it's just a need. Uh, I think they need backcourt 
And I think they need depth all around. Their bench did get better this season, but I still think it lacks. Their bench, they made upgrades to the bench. There's no doubt about it. But they still need help um, on the bench, especially with Seth Curry and his canter hitting free agency. 3D wings. They got, like, um, Alforak Aminu, who brings some solid defense. Mo Harkless, all right, defender, but they don't bring the three ball. You need shooting outside of Damon CJ. Uh, and I don't want an all-shooting lineup besides Yusuf Nurkic, who even knows if he'll be back either. But I just look for depth in 3 and D wings. That's really what I'm looking for with the Portland Trailblazers. Just actually extended uh, Damian Lillard to the Supermax, too. Not a bad move there. Sacramento Kings. Um... They also could use a little depth just in general. They have no one in the backcourt behind Fox and Heald to back them up. They could use a guy on the wing uh, for backup, and they need a center, specifically a rim-protecting center. I heard they are after Al Horford, and that would be a perfect fit. Uh, you know, maybe not perfect, because I think... Uh, he might have a little bit of trouble keeping up with their pace of play, but he's a great rim protector. He's an incredible defender. This team needs defense all around, too, but mostly a rim protecting center and a center in general. You need that center in general, but especially a rim protector. Willie Cauley-Stein is gone, and that leaves you with no one. So you bring in Al Horford. He's a great starting center. He really helps bolster your defense. And when I'm talking the depth, too, try to get defensive minded guys. A Patrick Beverly would be a very underrated signing. I don't think that he'll, they'll get him, but that wouldn't be bad. He'd be a good backup option and he'd bring you some defense. So yeah, uh, really for them, uh, rim protecting center and some defense and a little bit of depth, uh, especially in the backcourt. For the Spurs, ooh, the Spurs are in an interesting position, let's just say. They're trying to stay relevant, but they're really struggling at it. Uh, with DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, they always slide into the playoffs. They have a little bit of a future with like guys like Derek White, but I'm not really uh, sure. They're just trying to really stay relevant. And that's all they're about doing. I'd say the Spurs are pretty close to stuck at this point because uh, they just, they they just, they get, again, just the best staying relevant. Again, I've seen a few of these free agency signings. Uh, I took a little bit of a break because we went out for dinner, so I'm just uh, leaving where I left off. So I hear a lot of these free agency signings, but we're going to talk about those tomorrow, so I don't want to get caught up. Also, just quickly on the Trailblazers, I forgot to add, now that all four Akamini's gone especially, they should look to make a big move, like for Kevin Love. I'm not a huge fan of Kevin Love because he's always hurt, and his contract's way too big, but he's a great in-and-out player. He could be a great stretch big for the um, – for the Portland Trailblazers, and he could give them rebounding at the same time. Great in-and-out threat, and I think they could really use him. Uh, but anyway, just throwing that in, out and in there. So, again, the Spurs, I really just, that's what I think um, they should do. I thought they should have gone after Boyan Bogdanovich. said they chose. They didn't. He's gone to the Jazz, and Rudy Gay is back. So, that's what I think they should do. Just, you got to choose one way or another. I know you probably were like, yeah, we should probably rebuild, but then... Greg Pavich was just like, listen, I only got a few years left, and I want to, you know, try to contend as much as possible. But then we go over to the Utah Jazz. They need some playmaking, some shooting, and all around. Uh, no, no. On my script, I said some playmaking, which is true. I said some shooting and some all around depth. And um, one thing I forgot, because when I read this, I was like, wait, I'm forgetting something. Forgetting something. Um. <clears throat> Oh, never mind. Never mind. Because I said backup center, but yeah, that's part of depth. I, I'm just all discombobulated right now. I'm so focused on free agency. Uh, playmaking, they des well, they don't desperately need point cover. Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. Great backcourt. All-star caliber backcourt. One of the better backcourts in the NBA. But there's not much playmaking there. And I know, you know, you're back where you don't have much playmaking, and I know Joe Ingles is a nice little playmaking wing, but you're not, you can't rely on your playmaking to come from Joe Ingles. So yeah, their playmaking needs to improve. Uh, you know, more of a playmaking point guard would have been nice, but Mike Conley's still a solid fit. Uh, some shooting on the wing. Well, geez, not, not. God, I well besides Joe Ingles, because when you think of wing, you think small forward. Joe Ingles, fine shooter, but when I look at that starting five, I see Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, um, Joe Ingles, Derek Favors, Rudy Gobert. 
Mike Conley, not a very good shooter. Donovan Mitchell is improving, but he, you know, he's like average. Joe Ingles, over average shooter, three point shooter. Derek Ro- Favors and Rudy Gobert, you won't get a single three pointer out of that front court. Like, that's just what I, I think. You know, you got an average at best shooter and an over average shooter, which, you know, you could argue is enough, but I think they could use a little more shooting overall in general, too. Like, they got Royce, Royce O'Neal, guys like that off the bench, solid three point shooters, but they could use more shooting, especially out of their backcourt, uh, whether that's coming off the bench. Their backcourt does lack some things. Again, their shooting is not very good, their playmaking, the defense. So, they, I think that backcourt is a little overrated uh, as a fit and overall. Because uh, they do lack, again, those things, playmaking, three-point shooting, defense. But overall, I think they'll make it work. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. Again, all-around depth, they don't really have much depth. Uh, they had the you know ability to switch around Jay Crowder and Derek Favors. You know, they were able to work with depth there, but Jay Crowder's gone. Dante Exum's a nice little backup point guard, but he's nothing special, and he's hurt. So you gave away – you know you didn't have a lot of depth in the first base, and you gave most of it away in the Grizzlies trade. So they, they're going to need to go after just some nice little bench pieces, I feel, uh, and maybe a playmaking guard. I can shoot the ball as well. So that is going to wrap up uh, today's episode. Uh, yeah, enjoy uh, free agency. Also, go follow my Instagram at After the Buzzer Sports Talk. Uh, all lowercase, no spaces. Again, that's at After the Buzzer Sports Talk. All lowercase, no spaces. Uh, you know, just to keep you guys updated, I do some like cool posts on there too sometimes. So, uh, and also uh, go call in on the Anchor mobile app, type in after the buzzer sports talk, send in a voice message, or send a voice message in through Safari. So, uh, yeah, enjoy free agency. We'll get to all of that tomorrow. I hope to get to the London series as well. So, for you, uh, those of you who have kind of been sick of all NBA lately, um, don't worry. Uh, I got the London series coming up for you guys. And, Obviously, we're going to start doing a lot of NFL once the NFL season comes up, and we're starting to get to July, so maybe we start getting to a little bit of NFL. Uh, so, yeah, be ready for that. I love the NFL. It's just ever since I've had this podcast, I've had, like, free agency, the draft, and that's about it, which is only, you know, eight or so episodes maybe because I did, a, like, a mock draft too. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. You can go back and check out my free agency predictions, me and Colin's free agency predictions from last episode. The only one I changed, again, was Jimmy Butler uh, from the Rockets to the Heat, so you can hear those predictions. I'm following free agency right now. Maybe you guys are. Just enjoy it. Uh, So, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I hope to see you next time.